0: My title is called the ultimate reward. And so, what is the greatest reward that you have ever received? You know, this is something that you put a ton of effort to obtain. You know, do you remember the hard work, the obstacles that you had to face to obtain this reward? For me, it was receiving my diploma from the University of Memphis. Now, it was 4 years of challenges and I had to grow up really fast and learn how to juggle school uh, life around school. You know, not not order Not only that, but in order for me to not pay a dime out of my pocket, I was a student assistant with the football team at the University of Memphis. You know, if life was not already hard, this was much harder. You know, I can remember the long hours under a hot sun and the long hours, you know, standing on my feet. And all I can think of was, hey, at least this is paying for my school, right? You know, I had to sacrifice a lot of my time, and I could remember how important it was for me to make the, um, yeah, for how important it was for me to make the effort to keep my relationships working out, and most importantly, the church. You know, it was not an easy thing for me to do, but it was an important reward because no one in my family had done this. You know, I was the first in my family to have ever finished higher education. The reward was worth it, even though it took a lot of sacrificing. You know, it has opened doors for employment, friendships, and experiences. But more than anything, I love the joy seen, the joy that my parents sought. We understand that the kingdom of God is a gift, and we receive it only through faith. You know, this does not mean that life between now and glory will be easy. You know, in fact, Jesus says life will be marked with persecution. This is what makes the reward of the kingdom all the sweeter. You know, it is those who are persecuted in this world that are warmly welcomed in heaven with outstretched arms. The greatest reward that we should long for is to hear those words, good and faithful servant, and to say that all the work and persecution that we face was worth it. You know, this is what allows us to suffer now and look forward to the ultimate reward. You know, how much more is this relevant to our faith in Christ? Last time we heard Stephen talk about being peacemakers and how we are called to make peace where there is strife, division, and bitterness. But if we are to be peacemakers, we are going to be persecuted. We come now to the last beatitude and in the last of our series. So I invite you to stand with me as we uh, read God's word. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Let me take a seat. Now, Jesus purposely moves from talking about peacemaking to persecution. It is because the sin that exists and the need for us to make peace. It is because we abstain from the sin and the call of the world to repentance from sin that we are persecuted. You know, there's a bit of irony in that as we hold out hope, this world wants to hurt us. Now, persecution is never a pleasant experience, but if we are to follow Jesus, we will be persecuted for his name's sake. You know, Hebrews 12:11 puts it into perspective. You know, though no discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. They simply hate us because they hate Jesus. Tonight, we split the main idea into a two. If we are to, in Christ, we should one, expect persecution, and two, encourage one another in persecution. Well, you may be wondering, well, what is persecution? You know, is it the way that people treat you for eating pineapple on pizza? And if you do, God bless you, right? Or is it the way that your boss overlooks you, even though you are working hard? You know? no. Persecution is when someone or a group of people aim to do you harm. Now, this persecution not only endures in the past, but it endures into the present. There's also a clear distinction between suffering for Christ and suffering because of our sinfulness, and that is punishment for your sins. 1 Peter 4.15 states clearly that we should not suffer as murderers, thieves, or evildoers. The type of persecution that Jesus speaks of is of those committed to God's cause. And righteousness is the kind of conduct that it produces for those who are in the right standing before God. Now, we should experience persecution because our faith in Christ, Christ talks about how we would be hated because of his name's sake. If this is the case, then why are we persecuted? You know, if you think about it, this world tells you to be yourself, to love yourself, and to do what makes you happy. And people who do not see eye with you are bigots, you know. Think about the world that we live in. You know, we are persecuted because our faith, and it is seen as an oppressive to many. You know, think about our stance on same-sex marriage, abortion, marriage, and even how we raise our children. If we don't agree with these, we are not being inclusive, loving, or we're being too old-fashioned. And they don't realize that in this love, in this the love of Christ is being shown, so that they would come to know Him. These and many more, we will be persecuted. But we are not just persecuted for our ethics or our justice, but our message, the gospel. It is the same message that Christ preached, the message that the apostles preached, the message that countless martyrs preached, and it is the same message that if you preach it faithfully, we would persecute it. You know, we're leaving a time in our country where the gospel is no longer tolerated. And because of it, to preach it is to invite persecution. But the kingdom later... In contrast, to water down the gospel and embrace a different Jesus now, well, we'll get a different kingdom now, but know Jesus later. And as Tim Keller said, the gospel is offensive because the cross stands of all schemes of self-salvation. You know, if we are to be persecuted. Why is persecution good for us? You know, in persecution, we see his love for us, and God conforms us to the image of his son. It sharpens our appetite for heaven and gives the opportunity to trust God in this. The gospel shines in the darkness and the light is good because we're not looking for the kingdom, but the kingdom to come. We're not here for the here and now, but the kingdom to come and to see his face. We should expect persecution because the world hated Jesus first and it will hate us also. Now, salvation is of all grace and that doesn't mean that the journey to heaven doesn't require, require endurance, you know. The kingdom of is given to those who are persecuted because the persecution reveals they believe and live out the gospel. It is the poor in spirit who are persecuted, and it is they who receive the kingdom. When we are weak, he is our refuge and our strength, and because that is true, we can endure persecution. Brothers and sisters, see the reward that is ahead of us. We will be persecuted plain and simple and there's no hiding from it. But just know that the persecution that we face on earth is vastly shorter to the eternity that there is in heaven. Do we see persecution as something necessary for our faith? You know, we will be persecuted because of our faith, but we can be assured that we would not do this alone. And as the church, we should know that we are not doing it alone. And if we are to expect persecution then how should we encourage one another when we face persecution? How are we doing with this in our relationships with the church members, other believers, and our family members? How can we encourage one another when we ourselves do not face persecution? Or how can we go through our lives when we know a brother or sister is experiencing persecution? If we are the church of Christ, we we should bear each other's burdens. Paul puts it into perspective in 1 Corinthians 12, 26. So if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. We need to encourage each other more and more, and even as the day draws near. We should be praying for each other daily, meeting up with each other regularly, and even offer words of encouragement. If we are going through persecution, we must be intentional in letting people know. You do not have to go through it alone. How can members Members be bearing your burdens if we're not talking about them? And how could we be intentional with members if we're not praying for them? Praying through the directory is a good example, and a simple text or email following up with them can show that you are praying for them, and it opens up conversation to talk about life and even doing life with each other. I would even say to talk to seasoned saints about how they got through persecution or even ask them to help you out in this situation. Finally, Praying through persecution. When we are being persecuted, we should seek Jesus to give us the strength to continue in the persecution and that his will will be done and not of our own will, but his name shall be praised. We should be steadfast in praying for those who persecute us for they too need Christ. How often do we forget to pray for those who persecute us? God may not take us out of this persecution, but we, he will be by our side. And he will t- we can take comfort in him. He is gentle and gives us rest. And I asked you earlier, what is the greatest reward that you have ever received in the past tense? What is the greatest reward you're looking forward to? Is it a retirement? Is it children? An award? What about the kingdom of heaven? Is it a gift? It is a gift given to those who know they are poor in spirit. We receive the fullness of it on the other side of the persecution. But the persecution that we face is nothing in comparison to the eternity that we will be in glory with Christ. So yes, we will be persecuted, but remember that he is worth it. Encourage one another, be constant in prayer, share the good news, and seek his face daily. You know, we cannot do this life without each other, but even more without Christ's guidance. Remember the task that's at hand and rejoice in the ultimate reward that he gives us. Let's pray.